Welcome everyone to episode 32 of Down to Play. I'm your host Dapper Tux along with Next Gen Player. For this show we'll be giving a special early preview of Ubisoft's upcoming game Immortals Phoenix Rising and later Next Gen Player will be giving his impressions of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. We were granted early access to the title and we are here to share our impressions of Ubisoft's brand new IP. Before we start, I'd just like to give a special thanks to Ubisoft and Nintendo for providing copies of their respective games. Immortals Phoenix Rising is an upcoming action-adventure video game developed by Ubisoft Quebec and published by Ubisoft. The game is set to be released for Amazon Luna, Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Stadia, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S on December 3rd, 2020. The story goes a little something like this. After an accident stranded Greek soldier Phoenix on the Golden Isle, he, she, that's right, in line with many of Ubisoft's recent titles, you are once again able to pick the gender of your character. You must rescue the Greek gods from the Titan Typhon, who seeks revenge after he was banished by Zeus and the Greek god Tartaros. What are your early impressions of Immortals Phoenix Rising? Well, I'm definitely super excited to be playing this game. I remember this game got announced uh, just a little while ago at, at E3. It got announced as Gods and Monsters, if you remember that original title it had. And I, I, I just, like, I remember from that E3, I was actually uh, in there in the, the you know, the, uh, what is it, the Orpheus Theater down in Los Angeles. And just, you know, seeing the game on the big screen, I was just really, really, really interested and excited. A lot of people are, are they tend to say that Ubisoft just relies on the same franchises over and over again, right? So, um, you know, the fact that this is actually a new IP, this is this is something completely brand new. And I just thought, you know, it, it looks different than what Ubisoft usually creates, right? Like, it's a brand new IP. It's got amazing graphics that are very different. Ubisoft tends to, to go a lot towards the, the realism, right, with most of their games. But, um, but this one has, like you know, softer palette colors and looks a little bit more cartoony than, than uh, well, a lot more cartoony than uh, than their other big games that they've released this year, like Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed. So, yeah, I just have to say, like, it's pretty refreshing, actually. It's really, it's really, uh, I, I love exploring new worlds and I'm especially in love with the gods. I think it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of great games that explore Greek mythology and, uh, I thought that this one actually had a really interesting twist, so I'm really interested in what you have to say about this game as well. But, uh, you know, I, I thought uh, the story was was fun because it definitely has a pretty, like, chill, laid-out story, laid-back story. I mean, it's, uh, you, you think, like, you know, most of Ubisoft games are, like, you know, they tackle, uh, you know, really intense issues and, um, you know, they, they sort of bring some, uh, like, modern-day issues into their games. But this one is just completely different right like you're back in the in the greek gods era and uh the the game actually has uh, prometheus as the main narrator and then zeus is uh is with him the, the whole time he's kind of like a sub narrator and i just i just thought that their uh their banter was pretty pretty interesting pretty fun yeah it was hilarious and not only that even during the character creation i found it really funny because prometheus is going and they look like this and they look like that fun little like add-ons there in regards to constantly breaking that that third wall between 
uh, you know, the, between the game world and the actual the actual narration, it was it was it was it's hilarious. Like you said before, things are kind of serious lately with Ubisoft games like The Division and Assassin's Creed. It it is nice that this is a little bit more light and airy with the storytelling. Yeah, it's it's very different from anything they've they've ever done before, which is nice. Yeah, the one thing that I really like about the narration in this game is that there's actually a lot of it, right? So when like. You're not just there. There, this actually isn't a big open world game, and it's actually we'll get into a little bit later in the review, I think. But um, but like it's a huge world, right? Yeah, very very big world. Even the opening sequence, you think like, okay, I'm kind of understanding what's going to happen here with the story and the lay of the land, and then you get a certain uh, element that lets you, let's just say fly other places i guess i'm not doing a very good job of of, uh, of hiding what, what you get but all of a sudden it just opens things up even more and you're just kind of awestruck by how much there is to see and do it's it's unbelievable like you're looking at easily 40 hours with 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 this game yeah and the the good thing about it too is the as you're going through this massive world and doing all these various main activities and side quests and collectible stuff and all like that Prometheus and uh, and Zeus are bantering back and forth the whole time, right? So it's it's just the uh, like you're constantly reminded that they're there. They, it's not like you know it's not not a situation where it's like you know every couple hours there's like a major cutscene and they they start talking. Like it's it's I don't know maybe maybe I gotta like start timing it, but I feel like it's almost like every five minutes or so. Like just almost like anytime I. I go to a new area or like start a new submission or something like that. Uh, then there's then there's definitely some really fun banter back and forth. So, yeah, it's uh, like there's certainly a lot of dialogue in this game, which I thought was really fun, really different, really uh, really interesting compared to other open world games that I played. Um, and I think I mean we've already touched on it, but there's just so many things to do in this game. It the the very first section that you go to, it's sort of like in the in the center south. And I don't know how long it took you, but for me it was, I'm trying to think now, about two hours, maybe two and a half hours to, to like pretty much do everything in that area. And, uh, and then once I, I finished that area and I went to the next one, I thought, oh, wow, like this next area is probably about three or four <laughs> times the size of the first, the first area. So is this going to be like, you know, maybe five to 10 hours worth of stuff? And then... I looked at the main map and what is there? Some like eight? I'm gonna guess guess eight eight areas in, in total. And I'm just like I'm trying to like calculate in my head like how many hours is, is it gonna take to to actually like you know complete the whole game, right? So um and oh I should actually mention too at the beginning that this for at least for me, and I think it's the same for you, this is actually not going to be my final review of the game, and that is just because I've had the game for a little bit less than a week now, I'm gonna say. And it is, as we said, like a massive game. So I haven't beat it yet. I've been playing it um, somewhere around like the 15 to 20 hour mark. And I feel like I'm maybe hitting about the halfway point in this game. So I've still got lot, lots to do. Yeah. No, the scope, the scope is absolutely incredible. I agree. No, this, I will not be delivering my final review either. It's more, more like a meaty preview of everything that we're enjoying 
about this game. Me personally, I'm enjoying a lot about this game. Uh, everything from the more cartoony graphics to the combat, as well as the you know fun banter between Zeus and Prometheus, what we were talking about before. But you're right, Paul. Like as you're playing the game, you will be running running down a certain area and thinking, okay, I'm getting closer to this next story objective, and then you'll pre- be presented with just right smack dab. In, in an open area either enemies or a whole puzzle to confront and it'll it'll take you like half an hour sometimes especially depending on the, the difficulty uh, level that you're you're challenging yourself with but it's it's something else it's really it's not that it's random necessarily but it really uh just has so much to do within the world it seems like it's bursting at the seams actually and yeah you just sort of jogged my memory about something interesting about the game as well at the very beginning so when you're selecting your character, you can also select the game difficulty. And I thought it was really, really cool because not only do they have like just the regular sort of like easy, normal and hard, but there's there's two other modes that I saw. The first is uh, story mode. So story mode, um, it, the, the description pretty much said that it's even easier than easy. <laughs> so if you're if you like if you just literally want to check out the story and not really have any real challenge when you're going through you can pick that which i thought was good and then also there there's like an extra hard difficulty that was locked so i'm going to assume after i beat the game it's going to unlock that so um so yeah i think uh you know even after you beat the game you can unlock this harder mode and i guess we'll see like you know if anything changes with that mode but um but yeah i thought it was really good about having so many different options it's going to definitely broaden the appeal of this game uh, another another thing I really enjoy about the game so far is the wide variety of weapons to unlock. And not only that, very early on in the game, you can continue to upgrade these weapons, but you really get sort of early access to the entire toy box. So you'll claim just about all of them in the early hours of the game, uh, save, save for a few. And then you can continue to upgrade, uh, you know, in, in popular Ubisoft fashion, you can upgrade all elements of your gear. The game doesn't, you know, sort of sit on a bunch of weapons until, you know, you're in the final stages of the game and like, oh, hey, here, check this out now that you have one hour left to play of the game. You actually get to really experiment and use all of your abilities very early on in new and interesting and different ways. Combinations of weapons, combinations of being able to move about the level with various boosts and flight. Um, and again, like I said before, I've I've been playing this on the Series X and the graphics so far are pretty incredible. It's not exactly photorealistic. It's a style all of its own. Well, we've sung some pretty high praises so far for Zeus and company, <laughs> Phoenix and company, I should say. Uh, what are some things um, that, uh, that you you know, are not a fan of uh, so far with your playthrough or things you'd like to see improved? The first one for me is, is, so I was actually, well, we're both talking like really highly about the story and I think the story is, is good. But uh, the one thing that I, that I just thought, maybe it's just like a personal thing with me, but I thought that the, so the main protagonist or the story, the main narrators in the, in the game is Prometheus and Zeus. And I just thought that they weren't as funny as I think they think they are. <laughs> Like they, 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 they banter back and forth and, and I, you get the sense that they think, especially Zeus, like you get the sense that Zeus is, is like, you know, trying to be funny or, or trying to be like, say outlandish things. Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was like fun. Like it was like playful dialogue, but, um, but I actually played, we actually talked about this like a few months ago on, on down to play. Uh, I actually had a had a preview of Phoenix uh, like many months ago, 
and uh and that like that demo was hilarious like i was actually bursting out laughing it was just so funny and uh and, and i found that you know in the, in the final game although it you know it's amusing i would say like yeah it's definitely more on on the the amusing side than the actual like laugh out loud side so um yeah it's it, i just kind of wish it was a little bit more funny but uh but yeah like i said i still enjoyed it, it just uh didn't have quite the impact that the demo had for me. Like overall, I I, I actually really like the combat. You actually mentioned about getting the weapons and and getting all the abilities and all that stuff like early on. I I was like super surprised as well because it was probably maybe about two three hours into the game and I seemed to have my whole toolkit and I thought wow like if this is going to be a forty hour game like I would have expected I would have got half of these weapons and gears you know ten fifteen hours from now. So I thought that was really good, but the other thing that I thought is that the combat to me just sort of lacked a certain punch. And I think the more I, I play it, I think it's, it's the sound effects. <laughs> I think that, that, it, that uh, like sometimes when I'm attacking enemies, it doesn't, it doesn't like, there's not like weight to what I'm doing. If I'm sitting there, like you've got, um, you've got your, your sword and you've got like this heavy ax. And, and I just feel like, yeah, the sound effects of when I'm swinging in and hitting enemies and like, you know, especially with my axe, which like should have like, you know, more weighty sounds and stuff like that. It just, it just like, I guess there's kind of like an airy feeling to, to the fighting and there's not a lot of, not a like real weight to it. So I thought that was uh, something that could have been improved. I think this is pretty common with open worlds in general, but, um, but it's still something that just kind of like frustrates me. But I just noticed that at the very beginning of the game, and then even for like the first uh, few sections in the game, there there's just like, there's areas that are that are basically gated off to you, right? And you have to get new abilities and you can increase your stamina so you can swim further and you can climb higher and stuff like that. So it's one of those games, like I, I kind of like games where I can just sort of like finish an area and then go on to the next one and finish that and just like sequentially finish everything. But this this is the game where it's like it's funny because the game actually even gives you a prompt. I don't know if you like if you tried that at the very beginning, but there was like there was a spot where I'm like, hey, I like I want to climb up there and I want to I want to see like I want to get that chest that's way up there. And then I started to, to approach like the, the area and and there's a pop up that said like, hey, you might want to come back and check out this area later. Like you're probably not powerful enough to go to it. And I was like, oh, okay, so I don't have enough stamina, right? So I so it's kind of yeah. like. Yeah, like I've I'm I'm already like several areas into the game, and there's like there's spots where where it's like I still haven't a hundred percent completed it. So I've got to like you know essentially I got to backtrack. I got to go back and I got to get more powerful, get some more weapons, gears, abilities, stuff like that, and then go back and and do the hundred percent. So, yeah, those were the the cons for me. What about you? What things stood out for you that you didn't like about the game? Uh, for me, well, yeah, you raised some good points there. For me, it's almost too much to do. Uh, I guess you can also take this as a pro and a con, but I'm a little overwhelmed by the size and scope of the game. I'm sure as uh, I make my way through a little bit more and get more comfortable with uh, with the controls, the various weapons and abilities uh, that Phoenix is earning, you know, maybe things will seem a little less daunting, but maybe too it's the fact that the <laughs> that my backlog at this point is also probably about the size of Mount Olympus <laughs> of gaming, but uh, no, the, the size and scope of the game, it's, it's a little bit, it's like I said, it's massive. It doesn't feel like filler though, either, which is, which is 
pretty amazing for a game of this size. Everything kind of seems to have like this weighted value to it and uh, really sticks with the, uh, you know, mythos of Greek mythology, which is which is really cool. One thing that, yeah, you were talking about the combat and I even found that the combat and the movement on screen was a little bit delayed. And I guess that kind of feeds into what you were saying about the idea of uh, it not being as weighted uh, or, or feel like there's an oomph to the combat or the strikes that you're making against enemies. It took some time to get used to, but I've come around a little bit more. But as um, as as you you mentioned that next gen, 100%, I agree. And I do find that as I progress in the game, it gets less, less noticeable. But this floatiness of the combat where, again, like you said, it's not as impactful in terms of enemy strikes and, and sound effects in that it's it's definitely there you start to get used to it but other than that i really am enjoying my time with the game and uh, this is one uh, brand new ip from ubisoft you should not sleep on this one a lot of the cool aspects of this are going to strike you like zeus zeus's lightning bolt so <laughs> i would uh give it a try once it uh once it drops on december the third yeah and i just want to say too like you know although i'm not going to give it a final score i've definitely played enough of the game to say that it's a recommend for me like we'll see like how much of a recommend by the time I, I finish the game but i mean at this point i'm thoroughly enjoying it it's it's definitely uh like you know i'm eager to get back into the game every night and, and play some more and get some more completion of the, of the game so yeah it's uh it's definitely very good and i think you know anyone that's that's sort of thinking about the game definitely get it if you're on the fence don't be on the fence it's an awesome game from what i played so far and i guess we'll follow up in the next couple of weeks with our final review. Well, NextGen is going to take this next one on solo. He is adventuring into the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which is the successor to 2014's Hyrule Warriors and is a crossover mixing the characters and universe of Nintendo's The Legend of Zelda series with gameplay of Koei, Koei Temko's Dynasty Warriors. Unlike the first Hyrule Warriors, which was set in its own separate universe, Age of Calamity is part of the Legend of Zelda canon, taking place a hundred years before the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and depicting the Great Calamity, a war frequently mentioned in the original game. In the story, Link and Princess Zelda must gather allies from all across Hyrule to fight the forces led by the evil Calamity Ganon, who is attempting to revive himself and destroy the kingdom. The game was developed by Koei Temko's Omega Force and published by Nintendo. It's available on the nintendo switch now i'm really looking forward to this next gen what are some of your thoughts on age of calamity this game was definitely a, a shock when they announced it i remember uh you know the internet sort of like lit up and twitter was on fire and was like you know because we didn't really know what the big game was going to be for nintendo this holiday when they revealed that it was actually going to be a prequel to the legend of zelda breath of the wild like that to me was so interesting it's actually this is this is the first zelda game that actually has gotten a prequel so that's it's it's sort of groundbreaking in that sense and i thought you know like just some things that i really liked with this game i'm a really 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 big fan of dynasty warriors i've always loved this series i like hack and slash games um i like the original hyrule warriors i like the fire emblem warriors like just anytime that there's a new one that comes out in this like busu genre i'm all over it so I definitely, you know, had a lot of fun with this game. I thought that um, the gameplay was was really good because you've got 18 different characters in this game. And I, you would think that a lot of the characters would just sort of like, you know, have similar movesets or, or feel the same. 
but they've actually in this game they, they've gone to great lengths to make sure that every character feels unique in the gameplay so although like you know the basic uh moves are are, are the basic buttons are, are similar like everyone's got uh, a regular attack you've got a strong attack you've got your dodge you've got your block you've got your parry but every character has their own special abilities like for example when you're playing as link like he can he can whip out his bow and he can shoot a flurry of arrows at enemies when you're playing as uh, rivali um, you can take flights when you're playing as urbosa you can recharge your lightning meter and you can zap like a whole swath of enemies all at the same time so it's really cool like yeah every character has their own special ability also every every character in the game also has access to the sheikah slate so this is of course uh you know the op the main object from legend of zelda breath of the wild and so you can you can basically like hold down the r button on your nintendo switch controller and then you can you've got four different abilities that you can do for each character um they all really revolve around sort of like the same idea so you've got like one one of the attacks you can do is you can throw bombs another one is you can sort of like erect an ice pillar which can stop enemies that are charging at you you've also got a magnet where you can steal metallic weapons from your enemies and then there's also the ability where you can just sort of stop time and freeze enemies and just you know pound the heck out of them when they're frozen but what's actually really cool too is that all 18 characters have variations of that right so for example like the bomb throwing if you're link you'll you'll throw i think uh four bombs like right in a row like you just keep on like chucking bombs but if you're playing uh say like impa impa will she'll like jump and she'll throw like one big bomb right so there's all kinds of like different variations right so when you when you tack in like the special abilities and the variations for these sheikah slate attacks you've already got five different abilities that each character has and the other thing too is that, that each character has their own combos and special ability combos right so there's just like there's so much variation this game and uh and it, yeah it just sort of like it, it extends the replay to this game a lot because you could like and a lot of the missions you have to play as link but then you can also play as other characters um and, and usually get your choice of what characters you can pick so yeah you could just have fun like just sort of like cycling through all the characters and checking out all their combos and abilities and stuff like that and um the one other thing that, that i really liked about this game too is just i loved the integration that they had with the legend of zelda breath of the wild like this game like breath of the wild as we were talking about earlier is just it's one of the best of the gen it's like you know you look on on say like metacritic what is it like what is it 96 somewhere around there 97 like it's just <laughs> yeah. it's it almost got like perfect scores across the board and it's like for this game they they brought that same level of nintendo polish to it which i thought was really cool like the not only do you have the same map as breath breath of the wild but they also um they bring in um a lot of the same elements like you can do cooking and you can get ingredients and you can upgrade weapons and stuff like that and then the other thing too obviously is that this is canon you were mentioning that as well that, that this is you know takes place a hundred years before legend of zelda breath of the wild and it's just you know it's it's really awesome to have a chance to revisit this world revisit the story revisit the lore but what i like most of all is you can actually go back and meet earlier versions of these characters right so you've got like uh you've got the four champions you've got mifa you've got daruk you got uh reveille you've got urbosa 
so you can actually like yeah in this game like you can go back and check out earlier versions of these characters and there's um there's 20 different chapters in this game and before and after most of the main missions or all the main missions really in this game there's like there's really cool cutscenes. So you get you get like fully fleshed cutscenes, awesome voice acting, and uh, it's just it's really it's really fun to see all these characters again. And I just find that it's like it's really fun to see these characters interact with each other because you've got like Daruk is is like you know he's always like you know that funny guy right? He eats rocks and just always has like quirky one-liners. And then you've got Rivali, who is like he's still a bit of a jerk, like he was in in Breath of the Wild, and then you've got you know you got like Urbosa, who uh, who's like you know she's like strong and and uh, like authoritative, right? So you've got like this eclectic motley crew of characters, and their dialogues are always just super fun and and super quirky. So I really like that. And then another thing that I thought was really fun, I found out like very early on in the game. I just sort of by accident, I just sort of like. You know investigated some area and i was like oh there's like there's there's karoks that you can find in this game so in uh breath of the wild i think there's something like 800 that you have to find and this one there's 134 that you have to find but like but it's so cool because like usually in these muso games you just hack and slash you know endless amount of enemies but by having these uh these like you know these characters that are essentially hidden around the map it's it gives you reason to sort of explore every map to its fullest extent like go to look around every corner every nook and cranny like just investigate everything so i think i probably found like something like 40 of them <laughs> i still have like probably a good you know 80 90 that i still have to find but yeah like it's just like it's it, it reminds me a lot of, of breath of the wild which is always a good thing and uh, it gives me reason to go back to this game right like i I'm for sure going to find all of them. I'm not sure exactly like what's going to happen if I find all 134, but uh, but yeah, like it's uh, it's definitely fun and interesting for them. Another another thing that, that I love about this game, and it's funny because it's very similar to what you were saying when we're talking about Phoenix, but the the map on this game has so much to do. I think it even has more. I, well, I would say like the game world is smaller than Phoenix, but it's way more dense. So it's there there's so many things to do in this game. It's it almost is comical. Like every time you sort of like beat a chapter and you move on to the next chapter, you'll see like, you know, anywhere from say 10 to 15, sometimes more, like so, like icons will just start popping up all over your map. And yeah, you know, by the time you get to the end of the game, you've you've just got like a map that just looks entirely covered and stuff to do and it's it's not all of them are levels that you have to, to go through like sometimes there there's like uh there's maybe like shops that you can unlock there are um there's like training areas that you can unlock there's you can give certain villagers like you know specific items or ingredients and they'll give your characters an extra heart or they'll give them an extra move in their combo but um but yeah like there's just you know i feel like this game takes anywhere from i'd say 20 to 25 hours to complete but even once you finish the game like you're probably still going to have you know dozens if not a hundred plus still things that you have to do in the game so there's definitely a lot that you could do after you roll the credits in this game 
Now, yeah, just, uh, so those are the things that I really liked about it. Getting into a few of the things that I didn't like. The, the first one really is, is a, it's a pretty significant one for me, actually. It's the frame rate drops in this game is massive, I find. it. Uh, yeah, I heard there's a big difference between if the game is docked and undocked, or is it f frame rates, frame rate issues in both modes? Yeah, there's, there's frame rates in both modes. I was playing it more handheld, and I was just noticing that it, the performance wasn't the best. So then I, I've been playing it in docked for probably the last, like, 10, 12 hours. It's, it's certainly better, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's still there. It's just, I find that it's just certain characters, certain moves. If I'm playing as Urbosa and I'm doing lightning attacks, that really slows things down. If I'm playing as, say, let's see, like, uh, like Daruk, Daruk is like, he can, he actually rolls around the map instead of walking, but his rolling, I don't know, like, for whatever reason, but his rolling seems to, like, cut the frame rate in half or, or thereabouts. So, yeah, like, it just, the game kind of chugs along and, uh, it's never been enough to really get me like you know not interested or frustrated it's it's definitely like you know it's it's just like an annoyance but it's it's something that i can deal with but um but it, it's like you know it's certainly worth noting and it would have been better if it was a lot smoother um another thing that i didn't like in, in the game is that the the divine beasts are in there which is cool like i like the divine beasts it's good that they're back from breath of the wild but they actually tried to expand the, the Muso template. Um, Muso is, is like basically like, you know, you like one versus a hundred, right? So, but what they, they've done is they've created um, specific levels for the Divine Beast. So you end up like, you know, you go inside these like massive, huge, like, you know, gargantuan beasts. And then you end up uh, playing a whole level as them. Usually it's just like, you know, you got to like take out hundreds or thousands of enemies but i personally didn't enjoy those levels all that much i found that when you when you're playing like a regular level the gameplay is pretty fast you're just you're running around the map you're doing special moves you're just you're taking out enemies like left right and center and then when you switch into these divine beasts it they're just a lot slower they're just they're very like yeah they're hard to maneuver and they're they're lumbering and it just kind of like it plods along and i just really anytime I, I get into one of these bees i just cannot wait for that section to get over because it's just not all that fun so you know they try so i gotta appreciate them trying to expand the musu formula but uh, it didn't really work for me um and then the other thing the last thing that i would i would say is like a slight knock to it for me personally is just the graphics i thought the graphics look pretty good but i think i'm actually at the point now where i'm just getting spoiled with gaming right because i know like you have a ps5 you have an xbox series x we've been playing the launch lineups for those games or for those consoles um the last few weeks right so i i'm really getting used to you know 4k graphics 60 frames per second like ray tracing you know all all like you know the visual you know uh you know add-ons all that, the visual money makers <laughs> yeah like the, we're just we're just used to like really like smooth polished great looking games and i i i i actually don't think this is a knock specifically for this game and maybe it's just i'm just sort of noticing it with this game but um but i'm kind of like i really am wishing after playing this now that 
Nintendo Switch Pro is a thing, right? Because I love my Switch. I think Switch is like awesome and and definitely must play, must own. But um, but yeah, like in this game in particular, I'm just kind of like, man, like going from like you know 4K 60 to what I think um, you know 720 30, right? Plus with the frame rate dips, so you're just like you really start noticing the the huge gap between Nintendo Switch. It and- probably becomes a pretty jarring difference, right? Like, I mean, if you play nothing but Nintendo Switch, it's one thing. But if you start stacking up uh, experiences to next-gen consoles, it's, it's a whole new ballgame. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying, like, I don't really think maybe it's this game. Like, I think, I think you know, there, if, if I went back and played other Nintendo Switch games, I might feel the same way. But... Yeah, I really do think that Series X and PS5 has kind of spoiled me <laughs> for uh, for for graphics and and lighting effects and frame rates and and so like yeah, so I'm just really hoping that Nintendo Switch Pro is actually a thing. Hopefully, it'll be, it'll be coming next year because you know I uh, you know while the game definitely looks good for a Nintendo Switch game, I just think that that uh, you you can tell that the hardware itself is kind of getting a bit dated so bring it all home uh you've given us your very thorough overall thoughts which is great the pluses and the minuses uh what would you score uh age of calamity out of 10 so i liked it a lot i think that it's definitely if you're a fan of breath of the wild if you're a fan of hyrule warriors like definitely check out this game i'm gonna give this game a very very solid score eight and a half out of ten excellent well it sounds like we got another nintendo classic on our hands uh that is game over for this episode i'm dapper tux and i'm next gen player be sure to follow us on twitter at down to play cast and you can also catch us on our personal accounts both on twitter and instagram at dapper underscore tux and at next gen player we are always down to play mm-hmm.